Hello, everybody, and welcome to the probably final installment of Best Picture Recap for this the year. year. This year, yeah. <laughs> for this year, for this year, for this year. But, because uh, Oscars are around the corner. I'm so excited. Uh, I was able to uh, squeeze in one last film before the ceremony, so we're uh, we're here. And uh, I'm, of course, your host, <laughs> Aaron Hahn. Joined, as always, by Jacob Lacey. Now, Aaron. Yeah. I need you. I need, I need to get your hot take on this. Okay. Because I just okay. saw this, and I feel like we, we're going to be the land breakers for this news in podcast terms. Land breaker, that's the term. Um, yeah, sure. Warren Beatty. Of the term <laughs> land breakers. That's that's how much of a land breaker yeah. <laughs> this podcast is. Um, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway are going to be announcing Best Picture again this year. Really? Yes. According, those are reports, but like hey, man. Rumor re- report stuff? Like, I, I'd have to double check. But from what I read, it sounded like it was pretty official. So, if not, you know, that's just that's just the cost of being a land breaker, you know? You gotta so, sometimes... So, <laughs> so, what you're saying is that the film we're going to be talking about will probably be announced by them. Mm-hmm. And then, four minutes later, we'll find out it's Shape of Water. Yeah. Okay. Th- that'll, okay. It'll be, yeah, they'll get the best actress thing, and Faye Dunaway, again, will be very confused <laughs> and be like... Hey, I, I would not complain... If Faye Dunway won Best Picture. Yeah. Know? Just, just, just okay. give it to her. Yeah, sure. Anyway, this movie that we're going to talk about, I'm sorry I took away your uh, <laughs> your uh, transition. or I, It didn't whatever. have a transition. Okay, really. well, there, didn't all right. Have a transition, but uh, we are talking about three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yes. And I literally just finished watching this film. <laughs> You're taking the uh, Jacob approach to um, Gateway to Cinema, where right, I'll finish right. a movie and just be like, all right, here we well, go. Well, you, have, <laughs> yeah, you have no idea what you want to talk about because you just finished the movie. Well, so, yeah, you'll be able to put yourself in my shoes for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, my thoughts would probably be a lot more scrambled on this one than usual, but uh, it will be an interesting one. Yeah. This is one I definitely wanted to talk about because I don't know what to make of it yet and maybe okay. will, some revelation will hit if we get into it all right so. uh well do you want to talk i've spoken about this movie at length uh in the podcasts and on letterbox and even twitter a little bit uh so if you want to start with like your non-spoilery thoughts you're the you're the new person here i guess i i, I guess so i guess so how the tables have turned <laughs> but uh I liked it. Okay. Question mark. Question mark. Huh? You question mark liked <laughs> I, it. I think it's a fairly... It's like a I liked it, period, and then a question mark. Okay. Like, you get double punctuation here. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a period, then anything. It's usually either question mark, exclamation point, or some right, variant well, of that. We're, we're land breaking. We're land breaking. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. But, uh, as I said to you in my like first text to you, mm-hmm. uh, Frances McDormand deserves that Oscar that she is guaranteed at this point. Yeah, 
I she's my number two for the year. I still like Sally Hawkins' performance best. Maybe I'm just a Sally Hawkins fanboy. Maybe oh, yeah, that's just what's happening. That, that's why um, you think uh, Pennington Two is better than Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Frances McDormand's performance in this is is fantastic. She's really great, really yeah. great. Um, I guess we kind of have to talk about the uh, basically a shoe in for supporting actor. Uh, right, Sam, Sam, Sam Rockwell as well. He's uh, deserves it. Yeah, man, I whew, can't wait for spoilers to talk about his character because I don't know if you've seen the uh, let's call it backlash against this movie. <laughs> I think it's yeah. I think backlash is an appropriate word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm excited to hear your take on that because we'll we'll just get to it. Yeah, I mean that, that's part of it because I'm like I'm coming off of this movie, so I haven't had like time to like read the dissenting opinion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I'm just now hearing the backlash because I was avoid. I was like I didn't want to get into it before I'd seen the film, obviously, right? Because I didn't want spoilers. So now I'm just now reading what people took issues with and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. But I think the acting, all great, across the board. Yeah. Specifically Sam Rockwell, Princess McDormand, but also, yeah. you know, Woody Harrelson. and Yeah, Woody Harrelson's good. I don't get, I don't get the nomination, though. <laughs> like, did he get a nomination? Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I don't get that either. Um, I'm, I'm praising his performance, but yeah. like, there were better options. And he's not in the movie for very long. Well, that's a, that's a spoiler. Man. No, hey. come on, come on, come oh on, my come god, on, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> he just doesn't. He doesn't have that many scenes. Um, but man, I don't know. I I'm just ready to get into spoilers because I've I've made I've said my piece on this movie. I said the first time I thought it was a funny movie. Thought there were some really good emotional moments. Second time the humor landed less, but I got a lot more drama out of it. Got a lot more emotion. And so... Uh, yeah, there were definitely a lot of times during this where I was, like, cracking up. Yeah. And then there were other times when I was just like, isn't this, like, trope played out? Like, we're yeah. Gonna... So it's, it, was, it was a mix in that respect, but... Yeah. Not gonna, not gonna hit them all out of the park, but, I guess. I don't know. They <laughs> see, you know me. I, I like to engage with a movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like... This this usually it's like a bad movie where I'm like I want to watch a bad movie so I can yell at it. Right, right, right. I'm like this this was a this is a good. I, I maybe that's a sign that this was a bad movie because I was yelling <laughs> at the screen a lot. So <laughs> well, I, I don't know. If that, if I, all right, we need to get into spoilers because <laughs> I need to know what you were yelling at the screen for. <laughs> it was it wasn't uh like an angry yelling. It was more just like a. Uh, all right, just let's just kind of excited. <laughs> expletive that yeah 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 okay okay i got you i got you um okay so uh i guess i would say recommended by the both of us yeah i'd recommend it i mean at the very least because it's such a it's obviously a piece of art that is creating such intense responses <laughs> so in that respect yeah that's that's one way to say it <laughs> like one way or the other 
mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to be part of that conversation if you're into that. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, let's uh, dig into it. Let's uh, get into spoilers. Do we want to just embrace the uh, backlash head on to start? Uh, yeah. All why, right. Why not? All right. Um, so I want to know where you, what you know and where you're coming from first. So I can maybe like fill in some of the other backlash or some of the counterpoints that I've read. Uh, right after I finished the, between when I finished the movie and when we started recording this, I kind of, I, I like searched, I added it to Letterboxd obviously. So I mm-hmm. saw some of the reviews on there, oh God. like the, the one stars and the five stars. And the one stars and the five stars. reviews are so horrible. I can't and even. Then, uh, I was on the AV Club and I read through their one article they had they had put up. I don't about know that backlash. I. I don't know that, that I, I read that one, but I might need to. Because they put it up like a a month ago and like I saw the headline and everything, but I hadn't checked it out. I was like, okay, I'll put that. On you know, I'll I'll be sure to check that out after I've seen the movie. So I looked it up there. So I read that. Mm-hmm. So that that's basically the extent of the opinions I've heard about this. Okay. I am very much in between on a lot of it, I think. I definitely see where people are coming from on it. I think it's hard not to. But also, at the same time... Alright, so the main backlash, I guess, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, is regarding Sam Rockwell's character Mm. and how he... Just regarding his character development, that he is a racist cop who has done horrible things to black people. Um, And it's kind of insinuated that he's also done it to um, gay people as well. Um, So just an all-around bad person. (laughs) And the backlash comes where, by the end of the film, he reads a letter from Woody Harrelson and starts to make changes and kind of, I don't even know the right way. He, it's hard to like really explain all of it without like going through the movie and being like, then this happens and then this happens. Um, But you know, he apologizes to the guy he threw out the window. He's, he's trying to solve this, this murder. Um, and he, I suppose, takes his job more seriously is the way I would interpret it. A lot of people are saying it's a redemption arc, which I don't see. I don't think anyone in this movie is redeemable in any way. Everyone's awful. But that's sort of the point, I thought. I don't know. There was this one, who was it? It was uh, One Perfect Shot. Whoever runs that. Um, I don't know. I forget the name of the website. But uh, they ran a story called... Oh my god, now I don't even remember the name. (laughs) Can you tell we didn't prepare for this one too much? We just kind (laughs) of jumped on. Um, It was something to the effect of don't mistake character development for, for redemption. And, like, they're like, redemption means forgiving him for everything. I don't think the movie forgives him. I think the movie's like, hey, he's trying to be better. And I think that's where I'm kind of at it, too. I'm like, 
he's an awful person. <laughs> like, I don't think there's any debate about that in particular. He should have to pay for the things he's done. But also, a bad person can't not do good things. A, a good person can do good things, I guess, is the way I'd look at it. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm definitely with you where I don't see the film as a redemption story for him. Yeah. I, I don't see, like... Like, I can understand why people are drawing that interpretation because, obviously, he's a character the film wants you to sympathize with. Yeah. And he's very much a focal point and everything. But I don't think it's a redemption story. And I don't think he even really changes that much even post letter i think yeah it's more just kind of like all this like anger and everything inside of him is redirected yeah that's what i was just gonna say yeah and but and this is the thing i think the movie does well is that that redirection of hatred towards minorities from or from minorities towards a, a supposed rapist is like that's still anger and revenge, but like we view it so much like like so differently. Like, oh, he's not a, he's not a bad person anymore because now he's just gonna go murder this guy, and it's like it's still bad. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's maybe where it's coming from, as well. Where it's like, yeah, person the r- rapist probably deserves it, but that's vigilante justice isn't good. <laughs> so like. He's still horrible, and right. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I thought the the ending played very kind of. It it wasn't like condoning their actions. No, not at all. Really. No, no. And not and of course it wasn't really condemning them either. It was going for that whole just kind of these are the you know these are who these people are, and mm-hmm. there's a little bit of ambiguity there, obviously as well. But I yeah I don't I don't see it as like saying he's like a he went from like this racist cop to just like this hero role right he's just like he's in the end person. he's still a rape he's then still he a racist just like found a way to redirect that badness in association with another person who's pretty bad themselves yeah I yeah I agree who I also think is trying to redirect other anger. Anger begets anger, <laughs> which that's the great line. I oh, I forget her name. The girl from the babysitter. <laughs> He's like, she reads. <laughs> like I read it on a bookmark. Like, yeah, she was funny. She had two like really great lines. The whole zoo line. Well, actually, I I don't work at the zoo anymore. They were laying people off. See, like, she was one thing. of the characters that didn't work for me. Oh really? Oh yeah. man, I thought she was. I, she was funny. I don't know. <laughs> it it didn't work for me. That whole just like the the ditzy young girl who's dating the older guy trope. Like that's one yeah. that I'm like, we've seen this so many times before. It's certainly she's played coming out. Coming into the house during the fight, and she's like, "Oh, I need to use the bathroom." It's like we've seen this before. Yeah, it's played out. I think it's um, and I forget her name. I think it's the actress who sells it for me. She just does it so straight faced. There's no, <laughs> there's like no self awareness in her at all. I don't know. She just, I think she nails that. Um, but 
the way I've described this to people when people have asked or people have seen it, because my I don't know did I say this on the podcast? My mom watched this movie on on the plane on a plane, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't like it," and I was like, "Well, I didn't think you'd like it." She's like, "People are horrible." I'm like, "Yeah, the movie's basically about how bad people can do good things and good people can do bad things, and there's the moral gray area in life, where, <laughs> like all that sort of thing. It's just a movie exploring that, and that's the way I've been kind of describing it. It's a a movie about the in between, I guess." Mm-hmm. And I can understand why people don't like it for that. I think there's also something to be said. Like, if they were going to have this character who was, you know, a racist cop and who's, you know, torturing... We we never get the details about what exactly happened with the whole references to torturing someone. But, right, right. But, like, if you're going to do that, you kind of need a stronger voice for the African-American characters that are in the film. Yeah. Because they're very much, like, relegated to... Very bit roles. But, like, very, very, like, common, you know, roles for... Like, we we have, like, the the sidekick, the business partner Mm -hmm. for uh, Frances McDormand's character... She gets arrested, like, in the first third of the movie and doesn't show up again until, like... The end. The end. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. like, it we never really get a de- any details about why these two are in business together, why they're friends or anything like that. She's very mm-hmm. much just, like, the black friend role. Yeah. And we have, of course, the black police chief coming in. Yeah. Like, not exactly an- the angry black police chief but it's it's close yeah i mean and and yeah. then we have obviously the, the uh the guy who puts up the billboards and it's like that one's okay yeah sure but then the moment where he falls where not like falls in love but he's obviously there's an instant attraction between yeah. him and the business partner it's yeah like that part was just it's a little like, yeah. yeah yeah i i like i want i just want to make it clear to everyone that I'm not saying this movie's perfect in how it handles things like this. I'm just no, saying no. it's better than I think people are giving it credit for. I think a lot of people are like, this is the most racist movie of 2017, of the whole 2010s. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, it doesn't do everything right. But also, it's, it's not... No, uh, London has fallen. Oh my god, yeah, London has <laughs> fallen is awful. Oh my god. Yeah, everyone should someone should just respond with like the the line from from Olympus or whatever. London has fallen like in a gift form to everyone that says this movie is like horrible for that. It's like, did you see London has fallen? It's uh it's real bad. Um but yeah. Frances McDormand, she's real good. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um let me see. I'm trying to think more about what... Because that, that is just the big conversation piece right now, is that role and that scene. So it's, like, hard for me to, like, shift gears into another part of the movie. I'm like, okay, uh, something I did not like about the movie. And I'd be interested in knowing why he included this. Because it... It never really comes back. The character comes back. But when the guy who Sam Rockwell's character thinks 
had killed Francis McDormand's daughter. Yes. When he comes in and threatens Francis McDormand, that scene makes absolutely no sense to me. I'm like, why is he doing like, this? Once you learn that he was just like some guy passing through town. Yeah. And <laughs> had no connection to like anybody. How did he yeah. even know <laughs> about I mean, the billboards? The best way to interpret it is just kind of like he's obviously a bad person and so he just kind of like saw an opportunity to intimidate someone like it's just part of his character that he wants to always be in that position of power he wants to be intimidating someone else and he just knew enough passing through town based on the billboards he learns who put them up and then just goes to just kind of have that power play to you know Either way, it still feels really wants, strange. It, it, yeah, I'm saying that's the best way to interpret yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of ruins the whole pacing of the the scene before it when she learns that Willoughby died, and then the scene after where she gets the letter from Willoughby. It's just like that scene's just in the middle of it, and it's like okay, weird. And at the time first time watching it i'm like okay this guy's obviously coming back and then he does and then everything we learn about him doesn't make sense and i'm like wait a second what why was he even there so that's that's totally a a complaint that i completely agree with it's it's very strange to me that that was included um but yeah um great scene is when Sam Rockwell's character. Uh, it's it just it's when it starts and he's listening to um, the ABBA song. I think it's ABBA. Um, I forget the name of it, but and he's like sitting listening to his music, like shaking his head, and then like in the background you see like the police officers hugging, and then they come in. And he finds out he goes across the street, and it's all just one shot following him. Throws him out the window, comes back down, and then just beats him up more, and then back into the police station. Like that's. Whew, that's a good shot. Like it's real good. Um Yeah. That's probably the best shot in the movie. <laughs> because I like this movie's well made. I just don't there weren't a lot of shots that I'm like, ooh. Good. If that makes sense. <laughs> oh, you know you know what we need to talk about. What? The CGI deer. It's bad. Yeah. Every movie, every movie, every, every single movie. Do we? Do we? What? What do we need to do, Hollywood? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give you real deer. No, but you have to figure something out <laughs> because every single movie with a CGI deer is bad. <laughs> it's like they can't. It's like. Like, we should go study a deer and figure out how deer move. And they're like, eh, it's whatever. It just moves like an animal. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, okay. They start making the deer. And they're like, something's not right. We should have done the research. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, yeah. It's just, uh, and it's, like, a good scene, I guess. 
but it's so distracting that that deer is like not there. The deer is not there. There's no way. Also, if it was, I wonder if I wonder if David is regretting not making the David for the errands this year the uh, the worst CGI. CGI deer award. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have I'd, I'd have an entire list of nominees. <laughs> Everyone has one. I mean, um, cure for wellness would probably win. It would. It would. Oh my god. But, but but get out and three billboards get nominations. So. Definitely, certainly. I'm sure there's another one that I can't remember. Um, Lucas Hedges making the best picture rounds again, <laughs> just showing up yeah. has a has probably the best line in the entire movie that I cannot say on this podcast. <laughs> it's you know there will be no more blank in this house. Oh, you're moving out. <laughs> Just the dead silence after he's like, it was a joke. It was a joke. (laughs) He's just good. He's good. I thought that was great because it's very much just like, it seems like when he's joining in on like these these family arguments, like it's him like playing a role. Like for everyone else in this family, it's serious and so heated. (laughs) And for him, it's just like, this is what a family conversation is like. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about um, one scene that the first time I saw this movie, the the old people in the theater did not like. (laughs) And it was the scene where the, uh, the pastor comes to their house and the old people behind me were like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, you can't, yeah, you can't talk to a pastor like that. <laughs> and uh, it was a good scene. <laughs> I, I like the scene, so I think we'll just leave it at that. Um, let's see. Max Mom is in this movie, <laughs> which was so weird to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's not actually Max Mom. She's an actress, but like, yeah. all I've ever seen her in is Always Sunny. But so like, she's like... playing in many ways a similar role. Yeah, in this. So it's really fun. Yeah. so good. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, guy from Get Out. I forget his name. He's in it. Oh, the the white guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the white guy from Get Out. <laughs> that narrows it down. Yeah, the only like, one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's real good. I love so the way this movie starts, and the way, like the when it really begins, the dialogue begins, and she goes up to talk to him and like, all right, what can't you put on a billboard? I'm guessing you can't put list of words. <laughs> And it's like, that's such like a perfect introduction to the movie you're going to get. It's like, oh, yep, we're just going right in. <laughs> like, there are no, no holds barred, I guess. So, um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? I, I don't know, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm so torn about this movie still. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I can so easily see the controversy side of it. Yeah. And agree with a lot of it. But at the same time, 
there's so much good in this movie. The, the... Well, let's look at it this way, Aaron. Let's let's take the movie's logic. Can a good movie do bad things? I don't know. Can a bad movie I... do good things? I don't know. <laughs> Aaron looks so bewildered, guys. <laughs> he does not know where to go with this. Um, I don't know. I I don't remember where I settled on this one. Uh, for my list, I, I think it was like fourteen or something. I don't know. I was looking at where you placed it when I was trying to rank it. Yeah. Well, so Aaron... first I put this. <laughs> yeah. First I put this uh, number ten in my list. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Is this better than a ghost story?" No, absolutely not. Yeah. No. Like, uh, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> it... <laughs> but then I was like, "Is it though?" And then I dropped it to fifteen. So it went mm. from ten to fifteen, and then I'm like. But is it better than the Lego Batman movie? Yes. So now I'm like, do I want to drop to sixty? <laughs> and you know, so I have like no idea where to rank this because at one instant I'm like, just like enjoying the dialogue and the jokes and all the acting and the just like the the weird mix of comedy and drama and when the mean spirited nature of this movie works for me, it like really works. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the other side where I'm just like, when the mean spirit of nature doesn't work for me, and then the whole, all the commercial elements of it, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know where to place it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> just uh, just rest on it, you know. Just yeah. uh, think about it. Um, I you know I'd move it to 15 because I think I like Blade Runner. A- after having this conversation, I liked Blade Runner 2049 more, so I'd move that one up. Um, but do we want to give our like official ranking of the best pictures, so, including uh, Blade Runner? Including cause... Blade Runner, yeah. So mine yeah. is Lady Bird, Dunkirk, um, Get Out, Shape of Water, Blade Runner, and uh, Three Billboards. And yours are uh, it'd be Get Out. Dunkirk, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, Blade Runner, and uh, Three Billboards. <laughs> okay. Well, Three Billboards is last. Blade <laughs> Runner, second to last. Uh, Shape of Water, then third to last. And then it's Lady Bird, Dunkirk, and Get Out with a three-way tie again. So nothing has changed. We just tacked Three Billboards we, we, on the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is our last uh, Best Picture recap. I mean, do I we want to... Darkest Hour is also available for rental, so, you know. I've seen that. I, uh, not the movie. I've, I've seen that it's available for rental. So, you know, if we want to break this three-way tie, we could just... Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's better than Duncan. <laughs> oh. Maybe it's... <laughs> I honestly wouldn't see it breaking the three billboards. <laughs> I don't think it would be able to do that. So... All right. Well, there's our there's our official ranking then, guys, for 2018. Of the ones we saw. Yeah. Of the ones, yeah. Wow. But like those of the are ones the likely you contenders saw. anyway. What well, yeah, you saw. Except for the Blade ones. Runner, and you know, well, but Blade right. Runner de- deserves to be there. We put Blade Runner in place of The Darkest Hour, so. Right, right. Darkest Hour doesn't have a chance of winning the. No. Award anyway. <laughs> Oh my god, poor Darkest Hour. (laughs) 
Poor movie. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna be like, oh, yeah, wasn't like, that bad. Yeah, I'm like, I'm actually sure it's a fine movie, but just the fact that it's nominated for best picture made me angry. <laughs> I'm like, it, really, guys? It's such an Oscar bait. Yeah. One where it's just like, oh, here's the uh, the the biopic with a big name actor doing some capital A acting. <laughs> Oh man! It feels redundant with yeah, with Dunkirk. having that and Dunkirk in your best picture noms. Yeah, like, go for a little more variety. Well, no, never mind. I can't draw any comparisons between any other ones, or else I would have. All right. Well. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> this has been the uh, best picture recap. What? Well, are we doing next week uh, a words? I'm looking for words. Are we doing a gateway to cinema next week? And, and what should we do? Uh, we probably can't well, do a few good men <laughs> because I still don't own it. Discuss this after. Okay. I just wanted to give them a heads up. Oh, well, yeah, it might come back next week or the week after, but yeah. it will be back. It will be. It'll be back. It'll be back. All right. But uh, another year. Yeah. Until then, if you want to find us on the web, you can find uh, Jacob at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Mm. Going to be um, live tweeting those uh, Oscars, so join me uh, for that. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, you can find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. Uh, if you want to find David from the main podcast around the web, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. Dbex with two s's. If you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. You can find me at this clever blog name is already taken. Tumblr.com. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast around the web, you can find it at Reboot Art Underway on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yes. And leave us a good review if you like what we say. All right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Enjoy the Oscars, everyone. Yeah, and uh, should be fun. Don't don't trust Faye Dunaway when what she if reads, it, the, reads the envelope. You know, it would be so mean spirited, <laughs> but would be so funny if they had like a like a running joke this year where every every um single like category they read a wrong one first and then read the the right one. But I mean, you you know you know Jimmy Kimmel's gonna have. Something. Yeah, I I wonder. You know it. it actually would not be as mean spirited if they were like Best Picture, Justice League, <laughs> or like they're picking things that are like so out of the realm of possibility. Oh, and Best Actor, Matt Damon in The Great Wall. <laughs> Was The Great Wall last year? Yeah. My God, <laughs> they were making jokes about it at yeah. the last Oscars. Already. Yes, they were. That's that's how much of a joke people knew it was going to be. <laughs> oh. Alright. Anyway. Uh, but uh, enjoy the Oscars. We'll be back possibly next week with uh, Gateway to Cinema. Until then. Don't think of it. Don't say it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.